1: welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned.
2: And I'm Declan.
1: And in this episode, we'll be discussing the return of everybody's favourite plasticine hens. <laughs> it's Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Um, also, if you're as much a fan of the original as we were, are uh then were,
2: were. <laughs> this one spoiled it so much.
1: <laughs> then check out our time capsule episode from a few weeks ago if you haven't already remember there will be spoilers once we get to this week's headline feature so as always do proceed with caution but before we get to that Declan i would love to know what you've been watching recently well, it's been christmas it's been christmas so
2: there's been a lot of time Sat on the sofa watching telly and movies and things. Although, we did go... We have been really busy, especially in the run-up to Christmas when we oh, saw gotcha. little bits of your family each day. Yeah. And then it was a bit more chill hours, but we did have quite a bit of, like, playing games time as yeah. well. Yeah, But I have managed to now finish the final episodes of The Crown. Obviously, they split it in two. So, this was season six B. and um...
1: Well, um... Without spoilers, what did you think?
2: Um, so there's six episodes in this final bit. I thought the first couple of episodes were a bit slow, but then I got into it a bit more after and kind of binged my way through it. Because at Christmas, um, for the listeners, I when I don't work... Well, when I work, I struggle with sleep anyway, but especially when I'm not working, I'm pretty much nocturnal. So Ned was sleeping next to me with his brand new eye mask on, which I got in for Christmas. Oh, um, it's changed my I, life. <laughs> and I was watching The Crown. Um, I did enjoy it, but for me, The Crown, the first two seasons, if we're looking at it as the casts, mm. the first two seasons will, for me, be, always be my favourite. And I think it's probably due to the fact that it covered a period of time in history that I didn't know. Right. I thought it got a bit more... It's always been a bit soapy, but I found watching events that I could recall more made it a bit more soapy and a bit more, I don't know. I more didn't,
1: obviously fiction. Yeah,
2: it was really weird, like, seeing Blair do things that I've heard about and... Oh, right. Like, and it, there are sad parts, obviously. It's not spoiling, but obviously in these, in these final episodes, uh, Margaret dies, the Queen Mother dies... Um, but it also explores William meeting Kate at university, which I thought was alright. And if that story's true that, that her family are weird. Um <laughs> Well she it was basically her mum made it happen. Right. If you're gonna watch it, but obviously I think that is a thing that happened anyway. Okay. Um but yeah, no, I did enjoy it. I thought the end was quite emotional. Um it's not a spoiler to say that they do bring back some of the cast.
1: Why is that not a spoiler?
2: Oh yeah, it probably is.
1: Mm. Oh well. Well, it's okay. just been talked about I a lot. But no, fine. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um,
2: I also did my Harry finished my Harry Potter rewatch, um, six, seven, and eight. So I think we've talked a lot that my favourite run of the Harry Potter films is three, four, five. Yeah. I do enjoy the final three, but I actually found Half Blood Prince a bit difficult this time. Not a lot really happens. And I did get upset at Dobby's death at the end of seven again, which Aww. I did find really sad. And I do think eight was good, but I do. I always remember reading the book and the battle, and a lot of the battle happens off screen in... because we end up following Harry looking for Horcruxes rather than the actual. So we don't see Remus die. Remus dies off screen. Right either Fred or George dies off screen like all of them kind of die off screen which I don't I don't know how I would have done it but especially when they split the film the final book into two you would have thought they would have been able to give it a bit more yeah. breathing room that battle yeah. um, but no very very much enjoyed and cool I don't rewatch a lot of stuff and the fact that I've rewatched all eight films in the space of a month shows that they're obviously pretty decent because I wouldn't watch them
1: Fair, yeah, all yeah. right, can't argue.
2: And then whilst we were at home, we also rewatched The Creator, which I say re because, although technically for me it wasn't, because... Because you slept through it. I slept through the final half at the cinema because I was sleeping. Um, but it was really cool, like really original. And, like, I really loved I it. I really loved the, the East versus West dynamic as well, like mm. how the East still use AI but the West don't and... I thought the, mm. the, the kid that plays the AI oh. for a child actor uh, was very, very good. Um, and I as I've said multiple times, I quite often yeah. don't get along with um, child actors because yeah. they can go one of two ways. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I did give it a star rating when I first watched it, which I probably shouldn't have done because I didn't see it, but I did give it a three and a half.
1: I know you're sticking with that.
2: I actually gave it a four the first time I watched it. Oh, but having seen it all, it's gone down slightly. I think it loses its way a little bit in the last twenty minutes.
1: I emphatically disagree, but I'll discuss further next week, next episode.
2: What when we do our review Review of the year? year. Yeah, perfect. Mm. Over to you. And I know some of these we watched together, so I will probably chime in a bit.
1: Oh, will you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've done a, a Barbie rewatch because we thought something nice and easy to watch at Christmas that's very good. Um, and it's the third time I've seen Barbie, actually, because why did I watch it twice when it came out? Don't know. Why not? Um and it's surviving the rewatch we test. Did, did we go to the cinema twice? I, we we did, didn't done. we? Yeah. Well, we must have done, because it didn't go straight on streaming. No,
2: it only recently went on streaming, yeah. actually.
1: It is surviving the rewatch test. It remains really good, so... I think it's a classic. Yeah, I think... Well, I agree, but I was cons- I was not concerned... I wondered whether... When it wasn't in the Barbenheimer bubble. Yeah, because of all of the hype surrounding it and the cultural phenomenon it was Mm. at the time, I wondered how how long-lasting its quality would be. Uh, But so far, six months down the line, still going strong. So can't argue with that. Um also watched thanksgiving which we missed in november we did it didn't stick
2: around in cinemas very long at all
1: it was a very kind of date specific
2: it was but i still think a lot of things don't stay in cinemas very long anymore
1: especially not slashers no um but yeah i thought it was really good actually quite enjoyed it
2: it was a three-star it was silly it was gory yeah camp it obviously riffed followed off pretty much scream what you'd expect it to a little bit. Very much, yeah. Not quite as meta as Scream.
1: By the book, by the book, slasher movie.
2: Yeah, and it was quite fun. Yeah, and there were some inventive kills and very gory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like over the top gore where it's funny yeah. rather than yeah. Ooh.
1: And it did kind of take the piss out of people that go to Black Friday sales and start abusing. It did, people, yeah, it did. Which it did. I love because. Nobody likes rampant consumerism.
2: And when did we watch it? Did we watch it Boxing Day? Uh,
1: Yeah. Which I I thought was
2: quite funny to watch it because my emails were bombarded with sales and discounts and I was just like, for God's sake, (laughs) we've just had
1: Christmas. Like, I don't need anything. Um, Also watched Genie. Is it a Netflix one? It was a Sky original. Sky original. Um, With Melissa McCarthy and... Tell me his name
2: oh papa papa I say do i want to say
1: thank you something yeah um i haven't got it written down i didn't watch me.
2: it properly it kind of was on in the background as i was reading but from what i saw it looked absolutely hateful <laughs> uh
1: it was better than i expected but i didn't expect very much from it at all so it's not really saying much I gave it two and a half, I think, because I'm not sure I'm going to go around recommending people watch it. But for a lazy Christmassy afternoon, it had enough kind of cute little moments in the end that two hours of jokes not really landing was fine. Yeah. Didn't find it particularly funny, but it was a bit cute, is how I would say. Um, and- I, would, I, I do wish go
2: Melissa on. McCarthy would start doing decent things again no. well she did in she, that, i wanted to lean into that
1: one called little bird or songbird or bird summit not bird box because that was a different no i don't altogether. know what you're talking about she leaned into, drama- no.
2: into her dramatic side in can i ever forgive you the other year and got an yeah. oscar on for it and was amazing but all the comedic stuff she seems to be doing at the minute is just drivel yeah Like, and she can't be hard up on cash because she must be getting a lot from those booking.com. The
1: Starling was what she did. Apparently that was quite good. That was two years ago. Uh Uh, But I've not watched it, so can't really comment.
2: But yeah, she must be getting plenty of them booking.com adverts, so.
1: Yeah.
2: And she can't be hard up, so. And she's a good actor, Yeah, she is really good, yeah. 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 Anyway. She was Oscar nominated for Bridesmaids as well, did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, which I find is hilarious, but. Especially because these days the Academy doesn't tend to reward genre stuff, especially comedies and horror. You've got very little chance of. No chance. Yeah.
1: Uh, What
2: else did I watch?
1: Oh, we watched the Doctor Who Christmas special. Loved it.
2: So I really like Shooty.
1: Yeah, he's going to be fun and camp and witty. Yeah. Smart. I think
2: he's a very good doctor. And he's going
1: to look really cool. I love the way he dresses.
2: Have you noticed? Because don't most doctors just have kind of one look? Yeah. He seems to have...
1: There seems to be a lot of promo where he's wearing different clothes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm not totally sold on Ruby as a companion just yet.
1: Uh,
2: I'm not not. She was fine. She's...
1: Put it this way. She's no Donna Noble. She's no Martha Jones. And she's no Rose Tyler. But... Surnames and first names I on know. all of them. She is far better than um, oh, what's her name? The one with dark hair who was really irritating for like three seasons, and people seemed to love her. I don't know.
2: No, I, I thought remember. it was fine, but I'm looking forward to like the longer running season and really seeing them. Yeah, get into when's it, it out? I think May? it's May. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I thought it was quite a fun Christmas special, to be honest. Nice one about um, goblins. Yeah, they were quite funny. Yeah, um, is that really all we watched over Christmas? That doesn't seem like very much. I suppose we did an episode just before Christmas, didn't we? We did. Okay, what's been in what the What did we do? Oh, I mean, we did Polar Express, but that's not. I know. I have
2: just being busy. Being so yeah. busy. What's in the news? I hear you ask. So <laughs> uh, in one of the last episodes, we talked about the firing of Melissa Barrera and the voluntary exit as it is being summed up as from as uh, 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 General Ortega for Scream 7. It has now lost its director, Christopher Landon. Um, so he dropped out the feature after a couple of tumultuous uh months in the project and he kind of posted on x twitter um i guess now is a good time to say a good time is now to say i formally exited scream seven this will disappoint some and delight others it was a dream job that turned into a nightmare and my heart did break for everyone involved everyone but it's time to move on so it sounds like it's all just gone a bit pink tongue wrong over it
1: Yep, sounds like everyone's just fallen out
2: and i just think the build Five and six up to kind of have this crescendo and seven maybe like the bookend of this trilogy about those two sisters. Mm. And I just think it's totally like gone to to the wall and I don't really know what they're going to do.
1: I mean, if I'm going to be honest, in the 11 months between October and October, I don't think about the Scream franchise unless one comes out
2: i know but i've quite enjoyed these new ones and they've actually surprised me because i've enjoyed Mm -hmm. them more than i expected to um
1: well put it this way he didn't
2: direct the previous two though
1: at least they leave you wanting more rather than over egging the pudding and getting a bit maybe
2: i was starting to think the current iteration have probably only got one more in there until it does start... Because they get so meta, then they start riffing off meta. It's like, uh, at some point, it has to kind of stop.
1: It does just start getting a bit... Um, it's
2: like, it gets a bit eye-rolly at some point. That's the word, yes. Um, I but wonder if wasn't... there is a
1: word that means eye rolling because I don't think that's an actual word. It but gets I know it's you mean. Bit... Exasperating. Yeah.
2: Um, but he, he has done horror. He's not... Um, the directing team that have done... Uh, five and six were a directing team called Radio Silence who I think have done a really good job and he was taking over. Um, He has done Happy Death Day which I've not seen and I've not seen Freaky but I've heard good things about both of them recent slashers in the last five or so years. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah all seems a bit of a mess so we'll keep an eye on in the new year as to what happens with Scream 7 because to me it just sounds like it's completely going to go back to the drawing
1: board well we shall see
2: Mm -hmm. is it me
1: yeah you're blue
2: oh it's me right i get confused because red is my favorite color on the script but
1: well just remember red for ned yeah
2: well what a time we've had (laughs) but now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film it's time now for trailer trash or treasure and we have got civil war which is alex garland's next film um it's an a24 film but from the trailer which we're about to watch again it looks like he's been given quite a big budget to go off and utilize for this one um as always the link for the trailer will be in the show notes if you'd like to watch along you can pause it now and we'll be back right after the sparkles
1: Well, what do you think of that?
2: I think that looks very good.
1: I think so too.
2: Um, it's interesting to see Alex Garland with a bigger budget after Men, which we watched recently. Oh, yes. Um, which was a tiny, like a tiny indie budget film. I mean, it had
1: a cast of about four. Yeah.
2: It? He did devs as well, which I've still never watched. Oh but
1: you'd love devs. I know I it would. was really I good. Know. I think I watched um, that in Lockdown.
2: What I think about this one is <laughs> so basically America is in a civil war. We don't really know why. Don't know what's
1: caused it, but it sounds like it's Texas and California as the Western force. Yeah. Versus the United States.
2: In the synopsis it says it's a near future civil war where the government becomes a dystopian dictatorship, and partisan extremist militias regularly commit political violence. I am a bit concerned <laughs> that it might be a little bit too close to what I wonder could how happen. prophetic
1: it will become.
2: Yeah, and I'm because there has been, you know, articles about just how divided American society is. Will it ever? result in some sort of civil war. Well, and obviously this comes out in the spring next year, which will be the which will have the backdrop of an election year.
1: Yeah, do they go to the polls in November? They do,
2: but I mean America eke it out for months and months and now months. No, I know, and but ahead. like it's not yes. gonna
1: be it couldn't be election week. Yeah. When this comes out. And
2: it... at the minute, as a recording in late December, it does look like it's gonna be a rerun of Biden versus Trump, and everything that happens to Trump, like all the indictments he's had, he's the first, first president that's ever been charged with some kind of what criminal case or whatever, like he takes it all and just riles up his and says the courts are again Like, everything's against him. It's yeah. never just him. Wow. And I do just worry it's just a little bit close to home. But well, maybe people see. might watch this and see it as a warning and go, shit, let's not let it escalate. Um, perhaps, yeah. But Faces are definitely recognised. Um, Kirsten Dunst as a reporter. That's name.
1: She looks like she'll be good in it.
2: Yeah, working with her husband um, by the looks of it again. Do you know who their husband is, Ned?
1: No idea. Jesse Plemons.
2: Oh, I didn't know they were married. Yes, didn't they work together on that cowboy one? They were in one? the um, one
1: where Benedict Cumberbatch was a cowboy. Oh, oh God. Power of the Dog.
2: Yeah. Lords of Oscars, yeah. Um, but what I thought was quite an interesting line from the trailer is it's like she's a reporter slash journalist and even being a journalist looks like it's a particularly risky thing. And there's a line in the trailer like, They in Washington D.C. They just shoot
1: press on press on
2: site, and I was like, oh, "God, (laughs) it's all a bit, (laughs) all a bit scary." Um, But
1: I think it should be good. If I think it looks really good, if A twenty four have put it together, well, A
2: twenty four apparently as well. This is their first move into they want to start doing bigger films. Yeah, I original ideas, and it's been given a budget of seventy five million. Very nice. Bear in mind that A twenty four spend. Very little on some films. Yeah. I think this might be coming off the back of their success with Everything ev- Everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't we start putting a bit more money into things and doing some even bigger ideas as well? They've had, a, as they've well had as quite our... a
1: good run, haven't they, of films in I mean, the last are... couple of years? I,
2: they're always a studio that I'm excited to yeah. see what they I still going haven't seen
1: Dream Scenario of theirs. No. That I'd quite like neither. to. Maybe I'll we'll try and squeeze that one in before New Year.
2: Yeah. But yes, that is very much a treasure for me.
1: Yep, i go the same. Cool. And now for this week's
2: headline feature, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, coming up right after this
1: quick break. I think it's funny having to say that with a straight face.
0: <laughs> Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined.
1: The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit
0: gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.
1: Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget.
2: (laughs) I don't even want to say initial thoughts. I just want you to give us our synopsis straight away. Okay. Because I really want you then to do initial thoughts because as people who have listened to this podcast and the time capsule episode on the original will know that you are a huge fan of the original. Thank you. But yes, synopsis is up.
1: Living a life of rural bliss after their daring adventures... Ginger and Rocky have a new daughter. Molly has her mum's free spirit and finds the call of adventure irresistible. An adventure she needs the help of her parents and a handful of familiar friends to make it through. Yes. You like it? Mm. Um,
2: what I did like about this film as well... Go on. ...is obviously it's been so long since the original. They actually kind of recapped... The first film in the beginning, as a some somebody was doing a voiceover about kind of what happened in the first film yes, and where they, they are now. It was it was Rocky, was it? Yeah. I thought, oh, that's quite good because he
1: was telling his egg a bedtime. That story. was it.
2: Yes, yeah. Do you not think it's a bit early for that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, I did like that. But yeah, over to your initial
1: thoughts. Um, I thought it was fun, silly, cute. Um, but not quite as iconic as the original, to put it into one sentence.
2: It's really hard to follow up a film like Chicken Run, in my opinion. Yeah. Because even if this is quite good, which in fairness, it is, you're always going to compare. And I think it's almost got been too long because the original has solidified itself in so many people's brains as, like, yeah. one of their favourites, and you will always, always be comparing it. Yeah. And I think it does everything that the original does, just not quite as well.
1: Oh, I think that's bash. No,
2: it does. It, it's a great... It's a good film, yeah. but I just think it doesn't reach the heights of it. But it does... It, it has all the same... It's got the funny one-liners... Yeah. Great artistic work. I a lot of the voice cast is new for this, but I enjoyed the voice cast just as much, even with yeah. the new ones. Yeah. Uh, like, it, do, it hits all the same beats. I just think it doesn't quite match up to the original uh, for me.
1: See, I think, as a concept, it's a really great way of welcoming a new generation of Chicken Run fans, which I'll always be um and pleased to hear oh. yeah <laughs> um i think it's a really good way for aardman to remind everyone just how great chicken run is because by releasing a sequel they're gonna get loads of people watching the first one again um which it already did for us not that i need any reason to re-watch it yeah um and it means like people our age who are starting to have kids will now have two chicken run films that they can enjoy. Um, And, yeah, that's, I think, maybe why I like that it exists.
2: I think one of my biggest disappointments with it is that I was wary of this, but most of the funny lines were in in the the trailer. trailer. And I was like, there's some funny lines in that trailer, and they did make me laugh, but I was I was really hoping that that was, like, just the tip of the iceberg with it, but...
1: Yeah, I think there were a lot of funny lines in there, but they were... The iceberg itself isn't that big. Like, we've seen the tip of the iceberg in the, in the trailer, and the rest of it kind of is there, but not necessarily as funny as the iceberg
2: so we always said about the babs one it's, it's go time, time. All, right. It's all
1: right, i went before i left
2: and i really like what's the colonel one called fowler fowler i like his um oh there go the goujons like that <laughs> that made me laugh but that was in the trailer as well yeah um one thing that i did find incredibly funny and they did hold it back in the trailer is i enjoyed Frizzle.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, the, she the Liverpool accent is a character I preferred the second time we watched it.
2: Yeah. She's really just I mean just having the Liverpool accent a talking yeah. plastered scene chicken.
1: With a Scouse accent. Because I think right. we're
2: so used to the Yorkshire accents on most of them as well. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Uh, it was nice to be back in the kind of Yorkshire accents yeah. world of it though. Um, I think that the, who were the returning cast? We had, Babs was the same. She is, I haven't got any of them written down. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do Thanks. it. Thanks. Jane Horrocks. Jane Horrocks. Always love to see Jane Horrocks. She's got a really distinctive voice and I'm so glad that they brought her back for Babs. Bunty is the same. Imelda Staunton. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, Which is great. I don't know who did ginger
2: the original ginger was julia suala
1: don't know if i would know her from anything else it it was tandy Tandy newton Newton. who's brilliant love tandy newton um and i think they all did a really good job and because i enjoyed it more the second time i think maybe any qualms i had about the first one was probably just having to get used to new voices hmm because I did get on with it a lot better the second time.
2: Well, when we when we watched the original recently, I I, I said to you I totally forgot how much it riffs off the greatest riffs off the greatest scale and
1: a handful of other yeah. iconic war films.
2: This one to me is like a Mission Impossible film. Yeah, it's like
1: I've I've listed a few of to... the kind of cinematic references I think think it draws on.
2: Well, I haven't been very good at writing notes this film. Not that I, not that I, I'm not saying I didn't have time. I'm yeah. saying I found it a weird film to make notes of. So I'd let you take the
1: lead. Okay, that's fine. I'm just making sure one of my reference points is correct because I think. Oh, it's going to take too long to really look at it. So cinematic references that this one makes, you're right. It's not a war film anymore. It's a Mission Impossible. Um, Even down to things like the security camera where um, they snap a picture of one of the security guard's eyes on a Polaroid and hold it in front of the little scanner. Um, And that bit made me laugh as well because the person on the other end of the scanner had to get a catalogue out and like manually (laughs) match up the (laughs) <laughs> the retina. <laughs> Just hilarious. Um I think that the base or the chicken farm factory. Oh, let me guess what you're gonna say. Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts? Thunderbirds.
2: Thunderbirds, yeah. Thunderbirds Is that or... what you were gonna say?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> but actually I couldn't quite work out what I think I was gonna say, and I think Thunderbirds is probably more accurate. Um I was gonna say Moonraker.
2: Oh, like a Bond film.
1: Yeah, like a little bit Bondy in there. Yeah. Um Squid Game with the lasers. Yeah. Shooting when they see you move. Um The kind of the island that they live on at the very start, which we saw them escape to at the end of the first film. Very hobbity, which your dad commented on. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh. Um what else have we got in there? When they're walking to I think it's after they get into the chicken farm and they're walking along a corridor don't know where it's very armageddon space suits on <laughs> holding their helmets it's when they're gonna scuba under the
2: oh um, i did like the scuba reference really fun can i just go back to squid game a second as yeah. well you know the bit where the chickens are kept inside the farm yeah that's a bit squid gaming yeah like it's a set yeah
1: yeah um squid gamey truman showy yeah sorts going on. There is. And I thought it was a really fun way to draw in kind of references which Admin are so good at doing. Mm. Um,
2: Even in the first few seconds, just the way they're just clever.
1: Oh, like some of the, the, like how it it tells that story, it recaps, it shows um, newspaper articles. Oh, expect the the headline. Suspect foul play. Police (laughs) suspect foul play. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. Um... What else? Oh, and Fowler says, um, good grief, a live shell, which is funny because he's obviously a soldier or a former soldier. And it's when, it's when Molly is just a leg or a pair of legs legs and and an egg shell. Yeah. Um, and that made me laugh.
2: I really enjoyed Bella Ramsey as Molly.
1: Yeah, I thought she was a really Uh, good voice. Really nice. Yeah. Um, oh my God, also on the side of the Funland farm vans where chickens find their happy endings. (laughs) (laughs) That is a tad double entendre, don't you think? (laughs) A tad. (laughs) A tad. Um, oh, just loads of stuff like that. It's just really fun. I love the way that Aardman throw in that kind of wordplay throughout. Um... Yes, those are What well, those are my comments on references. Yeah. Anything to respond?
2: No, it's just a lot of the bit where they're trying to break into the chicken farm. Yeah. Really, just made me think. Mission, but like if the Mission Impossible soundtrack had started going, you wouldn't have been.
1: It wouldn't have been misplaced. No. Yeah. Um, oh, here's another one that's also made me think of Moonraker, but I was thinking a little bit more, a little bit maybe Austin Powersy. Um, which might offer us a good segue as well. <laughs> Mrs. Tweedy, when she walks down the stairs, dressed as some sort of nineteen—I'm going to say early seventies, maybe late sixties—um, like Austin Powers type feeling, with a like, yeah, I don't know it, what yeah. I don't know what they flower the power dress. type stuff. Very, yeah. yeah, and yeah. a beehive bun and a blue eyeshadow. shadow. Um, yeah, very that. Do you it, Is it the same Tweedy? It is. It is the same Tweedy. Because we
2: discussed that, obviously, we'd heard her voice in the trailer. We wondered whether she she was maybe a sister. I mean, this
1: is what I was going to say. Like, are we just going to ignore the fact that Mrs. Tweedy has survived a boiling hot gravy explosion (laughs) and being crushed by a barn door? And she's back here completely unscathed with this massive chicken farm. Like, she's not experienced any level of hardship or ruin after that has she um
2: maybe it's really meta and because she's made a plaster scene she can just be remolded
1: i don't think it's quite getting on there no i know
2: i know um, um i mean i didn't mind that she was back it doesn't no, matter it's I an animated film and it's all it's got, one of those it's all very like character no like the violence isn't it's not real. It's not there it's Hyper, hyper, yeah, over the top. Kind it's of.
1: relatively low stakes, isn't it? Really? Right, if any of these
2: chickens were um, in a boiling hot chicken yeah. masher thing. Yeah, they're not surviving. No.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, so my question, are we going to ignore the fact that Mrs. Tweedy survived all of that? I think the answer is emphatically yes, because if you don't ignore that, then there's not really a villain for this film. Um,
2: She's a very dominant woman. She loves a weak man around her.
1: Oh she does, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Um, um,
2: the current boyfriend that she had was husband. Husband was
1: um, uh... Oh I love that when she comes in, she's like, Oh, I see you've met my current husband. <laughs> <laughs> she's quite icon, she's quite camp as well, to be fair. She is. She's um a, a camp uh, female villain, isn't she? Um speaking of her, I'd never knew her name was Militia. Yeah. As in militia. Like, <laughs> like armed militia. <laughs>
2: don't think it, it's not spelt the same. Well, no, militia. but it's,
1: you don't see it written down in the film. No, you only yeah. hear it said, okay. and she's yeah. militia Tweedy, Very, very funny. Um, I see you've met my current husband. Dr Fry, what a funny character. Very kooky, very camp.
2: I liked Nick Mohammed voicing him as well. Really good. I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying... Nick Mohammed's career at the minute, especially after Ted Lasso. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought he was a very good fit for that kind of anxious, wanting to please his wife in any way. Well, he's just, he's clearly
1: like a mad genius and she's manipulating that genius for personal gain, isn't she? Um, And he's more than happy to oblige. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very fun. Oh, it's so funny. He keeps calling that businessman Sir Eat-A-Lot because he runs a chain of restaurants called Sir Eat-A-Lot.
2: Ah! Uh, oh! It's like, I'm not called Sir That's not Eat-A-Lot. my name.
1: I can't remember what he said his actual name is. Reginald Smith. Thank you, Reginald Smith. God, hilarious. Um, yeah, so we've got that one new baddie, Dr. Fry, two new Goodies, Molly and Frizzle, who we've discussed. I really like their kind of intro. They see the side of the van, they see a chicken with their chicken thumbs up in a bucket. And they're <laughs> like, chickens at this farm get their own bucket. It's like they've got that mind too,
2: where they've not. Neither of the characters have seen what the real world does no. to chickens. Yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And
1: it's very um it's very like that is the consequence of Rocky and Ginger making every effort to hide the kind of, um, to maybe cushion Molly in her upbringing. So she doesn't experience any of that hardship because obviously as parents instinctively would, they want her to be happy and not stressed and yes. stuff. Um, but obviously, you know, life gets in the way and that's uh, clearly the the route into this adventure that they go on. It's funny. It's really, really funny. Um, And I quite like how... Frizzle, I'm going to make the assumption, is, in human years, a little bit older.
2: But not much older. Not
1: much... Like, the difference between, like, a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. Yeah. Not much older, but enough that the 11-year-old idolises the 13-year-old and wants to get on. But then I really like how the story develops and Molly's the one with, like, she's the one that notices things starting to go wrong. She's the one that's Oops. determined to try and fix things. What was that? Sorry, my phone slipped off me. Oh, slipped off me cushion. That's okay. Anything else? Um, I mean, a few of Babs' funny lines is. Babs' funny lines when she's like, Oh, I've knitted I've made her a I got her a bike. Oh yeah. And she's absolutely. knitted it. That's funny. Um
2: I oh actually I quite liked the build up the scene where Gin is it ginger? Yeah. They all think Ginger's gonna say, like, we need to do something about this.
1: Yeah, we need to like start this whole mission yeah. again. And it leads the audience into thinking that too. Yeah.
2: And then it's like, and then she says something. We're going to hide. We're going to hide. And everyone's like, and then they all start cheering, which is quite funny.
1: Oh, it's funny because as the tension builds, there's one of them like eating a biscuit that starts eating her own fingers. Another one lays an egg because <laughs> she's stressed. Yeah. yeah, Really funny. This is what I mean. It
2: does everything that it had to do. For me, it just has slightly diminishing returns.
1: Oh, fair. I mean, fair enough. I like it, though.
2: And I do think it's actually gone in, which I don't know if this is a bit of a giveaway to our end of year. It has, and this might change, but currently it is in my disappointments list. Oh, is it? It's just because I expected... I think I expected Lightning in a Bottle again.
1: Oh, Which yeah. very
2: rarely happens, I know. Yeah. But
1: maybe the anticipation and expectation was too high. This is what I mean. Because this was it's, inevitable.
2: It's almost, what, it's a 20, 24 years since the original came out? Yeah. 23. 23 years. But it's just like, yeah, I think it might be too long of a, of ah, a
1: break. Well. Um, maybe it doesn't feel that for me, because I watch it probably once a year. <laughs> 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 um, I've seen a few bits and bobs, actually. I think... My Instagram algorithm might have caught wind that I'm quite a fan of Admin, so it sends me lots of like reels by the Admin animation. Oh, I mean the craft thing. of it
2: is amazing.
1: Um I loved kind of watching it and still noticing fingerprints in the in the plastocine. Oh, I
2: didn't as much
1: this there time. There were yeah, there definitely were them. Not as many. I actually know the them.
2: I'll call it the skin. But yeah. It's not the skin. Like a lot of it looked smoother.
1: Yeah, I think it's obviously the technology has I was going to say that might be more about like artistic technique than it is about necessarily pulling it, like making it, trying to make it not look like it's claymation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But I was very happy to see that there were still fingerprints in there. I was nervous that the Netflix budget might make it not the case or they might edit them out or something, but I'm glad they didn't um oh
2: yeah i'm always fascinated by this kind yeah. of art because i find it fascinating and i
1: also saw what i think my dream job is what to do the silly dances that they then choreograph the claymation
2: that's one thing i wanted to have so the original one has that famous dance and song yeah which i cannot recall right now
1: flip flop fly ah flip blah
2: blah yeah don't okay. care about yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, What did? And then this had another one. This one, I mean, again, it does them all. It ticks all the boxes, just not quite as emphatically. I
1: can't quite remember what song Rocky's dance routine was to, but it was really funny. Yeah, it was. Um, And seeing the reel of the person filming it for them to then model it made me laugh even more. Um, Speaking of music, Paloma Faith, the the song for this, the credit song. The
2: opening credit song.
1: Now let me tell you about my baby. At
2: the the start, yeah, it was at
1: the start. It featured once during, and it was was her, and it was the credits.
2: This is a bit of a weird. I think it's really
1: catchy. It's been going around my head for a couple of days, so it must have done its job. Um. And yeah, overall, I think the score has been receiving quite high praise. Has it? Well, I mean, relatively. Um. But I couldn't give you an example of exactly where because I've only seen kind of headlines because I don't, I don't know. I get distracted on the internet. I think a lot
2: of scores, like most scores are pretty good. Yeah. The only time I tend to notice them is if they're...
1: Really bad. Oh, no. Oh, if, if they're, they're like really good. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, fair enough.
2: And you can really tell that they've come up with something new. Yes. So I think of something like June, which had like Space bagpipe type sounds. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, is that everything?
1: That is. Would you like to... Star rating? Do some stars.
2: Yeah. I'm on three.
1: Four for me. Because, well, I always give the original five and this isn't a five star film. Oh, thank God. (laughs) But yeah, overall, I think I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you said it wasn't a five-star film. Yeah. Because we know you can get a bit Oprah with your five stars. I don't think Um, that I'm that bad. Okay. Well, now, let's unsheathe the gaydar. It's a wonderful piece of machinery devised by Ned's own hand, and we use it to rank all of the films and TV we discuss based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gaydar ranks. Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. I will say, actually... I did like how they used nuggets as something. Yeah. It's like moved on with yeah, the yeah. times. And dips.
1: Nuggets and dips. Yeah. Well, I There's wonder a if... Of jokes about tips. I wonder if that places it in time. Maybe it is more appropriate that she's dressed like a 70s villain. When did nuggets become a thing? No. I don't anyway, know. I'll get the gaydar out. Get <laughs> <Gaydar> out. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, let's have a look. So, I think we're sitting kind of round about the same part in the table as Chicken Run. Tiny bit camper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Some of the characters I would say are a bit queer coded as well. Yeah. Um. Does it have lgbtq plus appeal i would say yes yeah because it's camp and something about it it's just although i've never said all the gays love chicken run this gay does (laughs) um so where is it what what's above and what's below it if we take so
1: it's above chicken run yeah original it's below elemental yeah because elemental had confirmed lgbt well, confirmed
2: it? in a press release um
1: um and the next one up is the marvels which is obviously yes i would say yeah. we're
2: in the right kind of yeah thing on the link table for sure
1: great well that's it for this time um if you have enjoyed this episode of gays on film please subscribe rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are at GazeOnFilmPod and we've come off Twitter Twitter slash
2: I just wasn't... I'm not... Not bothered. I'm even thinking of coming off personally because I'm just not liking the direction the platform's going in and I just don't think it does anything for the podcast. So if we do go to one of the other new ones, I will let people know. But for now, it's just Instagram.
1: So if you do follow us on social or if you don't yet... Go to Instagram because that's where our attention is focused. And Letterboxd. Um, And if you are on Letterboxd, as the filmiest of filmers will be, um, (laughs) you can check out our Letterboxd accounts. The links to those are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please do feel free to drop us a message. Um, It's really nice to get responses to the reviews that we leave. Mm -hmm. It's just good. You know, we like to have a chat. I have been Ned. And I have been Declan. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye.